Welcome to the Rose of Sharon radio broadcast, where you are destined to smell the sweet aroma of the truth in accordance with Ephesians 4.15, guaranteed to make you free to lead the abundant life till it overflows. The time is now and the person is you. So sit back, relax, grab your Bible, some paper and a pen, as we welcome our host, Sharon Green. Evening. Good evening. This is Sharon Green, and you are listening to the Rose of Sharon Show on the Survival Radio Christian Network, where each week we speak the truth in love. And tonight is no different. I'm excited. I'm always excited to speak the truth, especially when I have been away for a little while, especially when it seems like it's been a long time, but it really hasn't. And my favorite motto is get a relationship with Holy Spirit. Don't get a relationship with me. Get a relationship with me because we're in the body of Christ. We have work to do. We have the spirit of God to lead us into all truth. We have life to manifest in this earth. We have each other to glorify the Father in and through his family. And we have definite purpose of being the body of Christ. And so on tonight, with all that is being that's going on in this world, everything that's being impacted by the United States of America where I live, it's a beautiful but horrible thing. It's a horrible thing that it takes darkness for light to manifest. It's a horrible thing that we don't take notice as this is a natural statement. I haven't moved to the spiritual side of tonight yet, but it's it's a horrible thing that light has always been available. Doing what's right is always available. But the fact that it takes a significant ignorant event for us, and I say us, I'm talking about those of us who are walking the face of the earth right now. We haven't made it to the spiritual side of being in Christ. But just to take notice, just to feel empowered just to know that you have rights and privileges that have always been there. We're supposed to be above all of that. That's one of the reasons I want to start off with that, because we who are found in the body of Christ, those of us who represent Jesus, the Son of God, we who are led by the Spirit of God to magnify the Father's will as the Son, that the kingdom of God, which is on the inside of us, can be made known through the power of God, which is he, him, Holy Spirit, who is on the inside of each and every one of us who have received Jesus as Lord and Savior. I know that's a lot to take in, but that's the reality of the gifts that we have and the ability to represent the Father in the Son as the Son, so are we. And so we have to know that. So on the night I am, I finally got this thing functioning so that my Zoom and Facebook can actually coordinate. And what I found out is that the way I was doing it, it does not talk to each other. And so now that I fix that, fix that, I'm actually going to put it into the feed. And you're welcome to join me. And we're going to talk about some leadership principles. But what we are not going to do is talk about the past. We've had some great events happen in the past. We've heard some great speeches that happened in the past. But what's important is what's going on, what's right now. Today matters. One of my John Maxwell teachings, today matters, and it has a lot of fruit for tomorrow. Yesterday does not have any authority over your tomorrow unless you allow it to do so. So that which has happened, it only magnifies and grows when we make choices that cause our lifestyle, our beliefs, our relationships. When we make a choice, that's how growth takes place. And so let me see if I can get this link for you all. If you want to join me, that's fine. So we're going to have a conversation. It's about to shift to as he is. Because we who are in the body of Christ, we represent the Son. We don't represent ourselves. We represent the Son as a member of his body, which is why Jesus is the head over the body, which is the church, not buildings. Say that again, Jesus being the head over the body, 
which is the church, the body made up of many members, make up the church of God, not buildings, not occasions. My Father's will is not an event. It's an opportunity. Just like now, with everything that's going on, you can look at it as horrific or oppressive or evil, or you can look at it as an opportunity. There's always an opportunity because there is always life where there is death. There is always success where there is failure. There is always a solution where there is a problem. So it all depends on what you want to give your attention to. So on this show, the Rosa Sharon Show, we strive to grow up in all things into him who is the head over the body, which is the church. And as I just said, that's Jesus. We don't strive to talk about ourselves and what we did and what we've been through and all this kind of stuff and how God is going to work it out. He does not work for us. God does not work for you. He is not going to clean up everything that's going on in the United States as opposed to racism and being oppressed. These are natural things created by man. And most importantly, my father is not a daggone avenger. He does not show up after man has done some foolishness. Then he comes swooping in to clean the day. So we got got to get rid of these natural pretenses to think that, oh, don't worry about it. The Lord is going to work through. He's going to receive. He's going to see us through it. Not even with COVID-19. It is not his job to show up to get rid of a curse when Jesus has already gotten rid of every single curse that's supposed to come towards you. So you can believe that and receive that by faith, or you can expect it and enjoy it by sight. We all get to make that choice. And so now we who are the body, we who are supposed to be light where there is darkness, we who are supposed to be unified where there is confusion, why is nobody even looking to us? And I ain't talking about me, and I'm not talking about you. There is no you or me. It's the son. Father God so loved the world that he gave his son. Like the parts of your body, every part has a function. We have functions within the body of Christ. We're supposed to work together and get on one accord, being led by the spirit, operating from the mind of Christ, not doing it at our own will, but trusting that the Father's will shall manifest himself mighty because we were obedient to the instructions. So what are those instructions? Don't know them. You never talk to the Holy Spirit. If you have no relationship with the Holy Spirit, you do not know the instructions. You cannot know the instructions. So really quick, let me drop a few things into the feed. You want to join me on the Survivor Radio Christian Network, you can dial in at 563-999-3084. Press 1. Get in the queue, and or you can actually join me on Zoom. Long as you are aware, because embarrassment is a choice. I'm not going to be embarrassed to bring correction. Like you should never be embarrassed if your heart is pure towards people to bring correction or to bring praise. Come on. We're in this thing to win it, and you cannot win it by yourself. We have to do it the right way. So let's talk about that. What is the right way? Because, I, you know, I can hear myself speaking, so I know <laughs> that I just said a mouthful. I know that I just made it clear that, hold up, back on it, let me get this thing right. I just made it clear that our purpose cannot be structured in the same way as the world. It just cannot. So, but I, we do have purpose. We are here We are sitting right in the midst of everything that's going on. But it's not our purpose to come on the back end to try to fix something. We are here. We're the light. We are the ones supposed to be the example of life, the example of unity. That's who we are. So what is our purpose? Because many of you still read. Don't say you don't. I know you do. I used to be an avid reader. I know the obligation of having to do it. I have to read. I have to let everyone know what the Bible says. I know that level of obligation. I know it very well. And so because you read, please, you can go online on my Facebook page and tell me the scripture where you find Jesus showing up on the back end of man's problems and then cleaning it up and then taking credit. 
because please don't tell me that right now if we run out and do something that you're not going to take credit. If you've never had a conversation with you about not taking credit, you are going to take credit. <laughs> you're going to take credit. That's just kind of how the flesh is. It does it unconsciously that it takes credit. Whatever reason, we want everybody to know what we did and who I am. And so if you're unconscious of that, you're going to do it. So when you are conscious of that, you know where the credit resides because you read. Jesus himself said it's the Father who does the work. I, you know, I just obey, and that's where we're at. We just obey. It's the Father who allows his will to be manifested in the earth. But it only happens through our obedience. Our obedience is definitely a virtue at this time. And what does it look like? I'm asking you. What does our obedience during this time look like? You know, it's, and it's bigger than just going out and protesting because the world is going out and protesting. So we who are in the world, not of the world, well, we're here. We're in the midst of it. What does it look like for us? It's not going to be a scripture. It's not going to be a verse. And, whoo, it is not going to be some begging prayer, asking God to do it and sitting around talking about he's going to work it out. I cannot stress that enough. Father God does not work for us, and he is not showing up after the fact. That's not the God that we serve. That's not the amazing father that we have. Who's at rest, by the way? So because he's at rest and he's equipped us for everything pertaining to life and godliness, what does that look like? What does life look like? Because we never had it until we received Jesus as Lord and Savior, until we came alive in him as he is. So what does that look like when we come together and get on one accord? So now, let's talk about the aspect of the principle of leading as Jesus is. So a lot of that I just kind of mentioned. I just kind of led to a little bit about Father God gave his son. He gave his son to the world. He didn't give his son to some race, to some religion, to some country, to men or to women, he gave Jesus to the world. The world. Not people who call themselves Christians or the Jewish people or whomever, raggedy religion. He didn't do it. He gave Jesus to the world. And so when we really comprehend that, that's why now when many are just crying and being self-absorbed about what I went through and how oppressed I've been and how I've endured racism and looking backwards in time, you have to remember, he gave Jesus to the world. And so in the world, people didn't love him. They didn't like him. They hated God. He didn't care nothing about that. So thinking about what I've been through and how people have treated me, this is such a beautiful opportunity to show them love unconditionally. You know, our black stock has went straight up. <laughs> We're a hot commodity right now. But we can't stay there. We cannot stay there because what we will be doing is causing division, but we want equality and unity. We can't have division and separation. You know, granted, Black Lives Matter has a purpose right now. It is bringing awareness, which is a beautiful thing. But it cannot just be black lives because all lives matter. It cannot be just a, sta a status of victimization where we stay at a place of the color of our skin. So when we think about leading as he is, Father God gave his son, I said it a few times, I'm going to say it again, to the world. It was not to black people or white people or Asians or Chinese or Indians or anything that identifies you by your natural being self. It's the spirit of you that comes alive. It's the spirit of everyone that has the opportunity to know life or stay in darkness. And so we have to make that leap of faith, whereas I'm not identifying you by the color of your skin. I am identifying you as one of God's most precious commodity. That's an intentional thing. Because as quiet as it is, because we don't want to admit it, black people, we are reverse racist. We have been trained to be in our own places with our own people doing our own thing, and I'm 100% persuaded we needed it. 
Because when we were excluded from over here, we gave people a place to come to. But now, by us doing that, we presented reverse racism, reverse separation, reverse segregation, and now we have an opportunity to show the whole world that we can do this thing together. We don't have to be so caught up in the color of our skin that we give the color of somebody else's skin less value. So when we talk about the difference between the natural sight and the spiritual you, God's love is transparent, doesn't have a color. So our connections have to grow beyond what we see and truly be people of faith who love unconditionally. Because quiet as it kept, ignorance has allowed us to unify through color. Love doesn't have a color. People are valued by the color. Think about that. Who cares who you are and what you got on the inside? Ignorance said because your color is not like mine, then you are not like me. When the truth is, if I pull out your liver, it may not be the same size, but it's going to daggone look the same as mine. (laughs) The inside is the same. The capacity to learn is the same. The capacity to love is the same. All of these are trained traits, naturally and spiritually. Naturally, men train men, which is why we have so much ignorance. But spiritually, remember, we're Jesus being the head over the body, head over the body where the mind resides. The mind of Christ does not label you by the color of your skin, nor does the mind of Christ keep you beneath him in learning. Your capacity to rebuild the Father is not limited regardless of who you are. And not only is the capacity to walk in the wisdom of God not limited, it's not even limited to your age. You know wiser because you're older. You can read that. Your wisdom is seen in your actions. It's not seen in your age. Your wisdom, actions in the body of Christ is your ability to receive him as Lord and Savior and be taught of the teacher. So the Holy Spirit is not teaching you. You're probably not as wise as you think you are, which is why it's easy to get caught up into what the world has perceived as right behavior. So now I'm going to flip back to natural. Leading, leading as he is. We can't walk around reciting scriptures and talk about what the Lord is going to do and he's going to see us through and he's finally done showed up. He's been slow as I don't know what. We cannot do that. It does not work. A natural mind cannot perceive spiritual principles. So we who are spirit-led, as he is, so are we. He walked the earth. He taught in parables. He was around a whole bunch of sinners. And not valuing himself to be almighty and high because he received us. And so we, although we are spirit-led, when we're in a company of natural people, they can only perceive natural things. So the natural ability to be unified unconditionally, the natural ability to show unconditional love to complete strangers, the natural ability to see people instead of the color of their skin, that's our assignment not to get caught up in the fact that, oh, now we have arrived and we have won and things are changing. And I will tell you, if the world, those who are working this naturally, do not do it the right way, it will not be any changes. So I thank God that I have been able to see those who are in the political world, those who know how to get a bill passed, those who know where it should go and what it should say, all the work that President Obama has done that we think he did not do because most, unfortunately, a lot of you need to go back to social studies. You need to go look at the legislation of how the judicial system of how things work in this country. He had a whole bunch of blockers that stopped right, which made us think, that he wasn't doing nothing because he wasn't showing favoritism towards black people. So we see how that favoritism towards white people has worked over the last four years. We would not have wanted him to do that. That was not his job. It's we the people. He throws his hand to take care of the people of the United States of America. He didn't raise his hand to say, I'm the first black president, and I'm only going to care about black people. We did not want that. Thank God he did not do that. And so now we raise our hand. I believe that Jesus is Lord and Savior. I receive him. I receive you, Holy Spirit, to lead and guide me. It means that. Because as he leads and guides us in the all truth, it ain't based on the color of nobody's skin. It's based on obedience. It's unifying a family. 
The body of Christ does not have your DNA or your last name. There's no mother's, father's, aunties, uncles, grandmas, cousins in the body of Christ. His brothers and sisters, because he made him male and female, but he gave his son and allowed us to be one and unified in the son. Has nothing to do with our likes in social media, the color of our skin, the money in the bank. It has everything to do with our agreement and are we being led, which is truly the holdup, the being led by the Spirit of God the awakening of who we truly are in Christ. And so now, our opportunity to be light, to be unified, to be peace where there's confusion, to be hope when people are in despair, to be love when hate is still raging. Do not think it's not still there because it is. But there has to be a difference that people can see and know, not talk to them. Natural minds cannot perceive spiritual things. That's why when you read it says, go out, lay hands on the sick, open blinded eyes, cause the lame to walk, raise the dead. It does not say go out and start talking a hole in people's heads. The world taught us that. They think speeches are the way to go. For the record, speeches have never changed anything. And I know you're ready to go. Don't go nowhere. Let me finish that thought. Speeches have never changed anything. They are a catalyst for change. Don't get me wrong. They are a great catalyst for change. But last time I checked, when Abraham Lincoln spoke, they signed the Constitution. Black people were still being hung on trees. Martin Luther King spoke. Black people were still being hung on trees. Even after he marched to go, gives us the opportunity to vote. We are still today trying to be prevented from voting. So it wasn't the speech that changes anything. It's the choice to change that we all have to make. And once you make the choice to change, then you have to grow in that choice because if you don't grow in that choice, it will not be sustained. So that's just how that works, whether you realize it or not. So I'm talking now. I'm talking. And I asked you all to talk with me. So far, nobody has joined in. So if you join in, that's fine. If not, I always got something to talk about. But it's not the speech. It's the choice for you to change or for you to have a relationship with Holy Spirit. It's the choice for you to get instructions from him and to actually talk to him and think and stop thinking that because you recite a scripture, you have arrived. You read that scripture. <laughs> Holy Spirit didn't get it to you. That's a part of your natural understanding. That's the member, the one we're not supposed to lean to, not, do not lean to your own understanding. Let's talk to the God that's within you. What am I supposed to be doing? There is plenty to be done now. There's plenty all over the place, all over the world. It's a beautiful thing that the, the world has hope in the United States getting this thing right, showing equality and love towards one another. They look to us because I'm sure they figure if we can't get it right, what hope do they have? That's a beautiful thing that they're out there protesting and they're saying that is an injustice has been done. Something needs to happen. We need to get unified. We need to value every person. We need to love unconditionally. The world is ignited through one incident, which was so unfortunate that it took death for life to be valued. That's not our path. That's the world's path. So since we're in the world, not of the world, what does our path look like as he, Jesus, is? What is our calling? What, what, what is the time? What is, it, what is our, our assignment? And so, oh, I could have swore I put the link in there. Well, anyway, let me go back and get to it. Because if you, you are truly welcome to join me. I know I've been off for a while, been quiet, and that's fine. Because, you know, enough people talking out there. I don't have to be talking. What am I at? Especially if the Lord is not telling you to say something. Why you got to be saying something? <laughs> Just listen. Listen to the voice of God. Listen to the instructions of Holy Spirit. We don't all have to talk. So Sundays work for me, but what are you saying the rest of the week? And why are you saying it? That's that self-awareness that we all have to achieve. Why am I doing what I'm doing? Do I have to do it? Is it to benefit other people or is it to benefit me? So here's an example. It's going to be a little bit off for some of you. Don't, don't be uncomfortable. First of all, you're only uncomfortable when you don't pick the side. 
Get out the get out get out. Don't pick a side when it comes to people. Love them all. <laughs> you don't have to like them, but love them. So it's only an un- uncomfortable conversation that black people now are having with white people because you picked a side. I can never have an uncomfortable conversation with a white person because I just see you. <laughs> I ain't scared of you. I'm going to say what I need to say, and I'm going to love you unconditionally. So while you upset, I'm going to sleep good at night. It has nothing to do with the color of your skin. So you have to be in that position too because now white people are calling black people like, hey, how you doing? How you feel? That conversation is not for me. That's for you. <laughs> because I was feeling good yesterday. Why wouldn't I feel good today? That's the awareness that we have to have naturally. I'll switch back to natural. That's the awareness that we have to have naturally. Now, I know there's a push to do something. So we who are in Christ can't jump in that. Our push is to do what's right. What's the right something to do? And what's the right something to do it with? Because right now, if you need a promotion, this is a great time to get it. But it's a wrong time to get it because you'll be getting it from the wrong reason. Now, if you didn't get it the first time because of the color of your skin, then you deserve it now. Yes, get it now. But now if you're only getting it because we're trying to now put more black people in leadership positions, you didn't want to do that yesterday. Let's talk about that. Let's be real about this. You didn't want to do that yesterday. What has changed in you? Because with everything in history, it's exciting now. It's in front of the media. Everybody is doing it. But like I said, if you don't commit to it in your heart to grow, it will not be sustained. It could be changed, but it can also change right back. So you have to grow. We have to grow. We have to grow from Black Lives Matter when we get this point across to All Lives Matter. We do not want to be the people who discredit other people because they're not black. Black people are not the only ones that have been oppressed. And we oppress ourselves, too, because we like you, African. You ain't really black. All this foolishness. <laughs> Please don't be the people I'm talking about. Be the ones that hold them accountable to being better than who they think they can be. Because we're in this thing together. So, anyway, Jesus, oh, my gosh. It is such a great assignment to be as he is. That's why I'm here to tell you, stop calling yourself a Christian. Ain't nothing about you Christ-like. You can't be like Christ. How can you be like God? You're either going to be him or you're going to be you. That's just that simple. I know all that got missed in all them schools and all them Bible studies, but you're either going to be in Christ, the body of Christ, your part doing his part, or you're going to be you. No middle. So to lead as he is. Basic Fundamental Principle 101, leading is about the people. It's not about our assignment. Even as Jesus is, leading is not about him. You can read this, so I'm not making this up like I don't went off left field. Leading is about fulfilling the will of the Father. It's not fulfilling the will of Jesus. He didn't come here to fill his own will. He came to fulfill the will of the Father, and he left that assignment to us. And more works we're doing because it's more of us to make up his one body. So it's about the people. So as we move forward, it's not about what I've been through and all of this and my family and I'm going back and being a slave. It's not about any of that. That is what it was. We cannot go forward if we keep looking backwards. You can read that too. That's a natural and a spiritual principle. Naturally, when you keep looking backwards trying to go forward, you work walking in a circle. Spiritually, you ain't going nowhere because your thoughts are all about you. They have nothing to do with obedience to the leading of the Holy Spirit, which means the Father cannot manifest his will in the earth through disobedience. It cannot happen, which is why many works, many signs and wonders follow us because we believe. Where are they? So we, I need a we. It can't just be me. I'm fully persuaded that my Father's will is manifesting, whether I see it or not. It's manifesting. He's not a man that he should lie. He wasn't a son of man either. <laughs> they should have to repent. None of that. We who have given the opportunity at such a time as this, because the world will never be the same. So the thing is, whether it's going to be sustained in a positive light or what's a good word for like held right now, like stagnant, because it's in um, 
my natural, uh, can't think of a good word, but I, I, I can say this, because the table has been laid. The table has been laid, and there's a whole bunch of people trying to get their agenda on it. <laughs> That's another reason we have to wake up, because we got to be able to discern. We have to discern what is right, because right now everything black seems right, but everything black ain't right. We want it to be right. Just like when these things, those bills I was talking about, and I think I stopped when I was saying go back and take a social studies class and learn how our judicial system works. Because if we do not work the judicial system, we can't work anything in this earth. We don't get to usurp the laws of the land for our own personal privilege. We get to do it the right way. That starts by voting. Many of you did not vote because you got your reason. I'm going to vote for it. Ain't nothing going to happen? Yes, exactly. That's why President Obama couldn't get a daggone thing through because we didn't show up to vote. We didn't have enough people representing what we thought we wanted, but we just thought it was going to happen because the Lord going to work it out. <laughs> he sure ain't working it out in no judicial system. Father God is, first of all, not an, agenda, an avenger, avenger. And he is not a Democrat or a Republican. <laughs> Those are all natural things. And so we who are here to be light, we have to know the truth. We have to know how things work. And so that as we are providing righteous instruction to natural people, their excuses will sound like excuses to them. You just can't say, well, I'm not going to be voting because da 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 Well, you don't have nothing to say. You cannot complain about something that you're not willing to participate in. So sit down somewhere. Shut up. Stop talking. So, but if they don't know the truth, they don't know how just voting every two years, how that impacts change in this country, they're not going to do it. If you don't know that, you're not going to do it. You have to at least naturally be educated on the natural system in the land that we're in. Because all this spiritual stuff, God going, he don't work for us. But he's equipped us to walk in his wisdom. There is nothing ignorant about our father, which means there should be nothing ignorant about us. We should know how to fight because we need to fight right. So back to the spiritual side. <laughs> Let me go check. Let me check on, on um, Facebook. Make sure I'm not missing nothing because I'm going back and forth. All right, so back on the spiritual side, on the spiritual side as he is. You close your eyes. Because, you know, faith is something that you cannot see with your senses. You can't see it, taste it, touch it, smell it, or hear. So if you really want to grow to be as he is, to lead as he is, to make impact in this world, because I guarantee you when Jesus walked this earth, he was not going to no black caucus, and he was not going to no Ku Klux Klan meeting. He was not looking at people by the color of their skin, and they were not following him because of the color of his. It was not important, not at all. And so we, who are now representing the body of Christ, we cannot walk in fear of failure. We can't walk in worried about catching a curse when we're protected and blessed. So the same words that we say that it's going to be hard and it's going to be long is the same mouth that you can say it's going to be easy and it's going to happen very quick. We can say what you want to see. It's just, it's just that easy. To say what you want to see, faith has an opportunity to manifest the Father's will just because you believe it and receive it. Not because you're waiting on it and you have to make sure it's approved and everybody likes it. That's not God's will for us. His will for us is to dominate. And it's not in the Donald Trump dominate over people kind of thing. We are not created to dominate over people. We are created to be the example for the people so that they can be drawn to light. They can know that there is something different. They can see what real family looks like. They can see what real peace looks like. And they, too, can want what we have. But that will not happen as long as we try to make God like us. As long as we say divided and separated, and it's real hard to say how now I'm going to be, um, I'm going to see people transparent and, and, and everybody, I'm going to love everybody. It's real hard to do that when you can't even take the boundaries of your love and expand them beyond your word family. When only people you can look to and bless are people that have the same DNA structure as you. 
You cannot represent God when you have limits on the people that you choose to bless. Just that simple. That's why old things pass away and behold, all things are made new. So getting mad at me because I just said that, it's a waste of time. We can either do it his way or we can enjoy the foolishness of this world. And I pray that you choose to do it God's way because his way is the only sustainable way. His way is such a beautiful thing. And his way is manifesting. It's, it's seen. Like you can see the unity of people. And most of them just need permission to love. They need permission to be a part of something beautiful and something great. And many of you need permission to tell your parents no. <laughs> I, think, I don't know why I keep hearing that. You can tell your mama no. Honor and obeying are not the same thing. You cannot honor your parents when you tell God no. Don't go together. He's trying to get you to do something and you like, I can't, I got to go to church. He's trying to get you to go somewhere, and you're like, I can't. I got to go to somebody's birthday party. It don't go together. So even now, we can't expect the world to grow and be unified when we unconsciously are still showing favoritism. That's favoritism zero across the board. That's from being a female, being a male, being black, being white. It's what is the right thing. What are you telling me to do, Holy Spirit? Where are you telling me to go? Who are you telling me to connect with? You have to talk to the God that's on the inside of you, even Jesus. You can read this. When he walked the earth, he did nothing apart from Holy Spirit, nothing, zero. So why do we think we don't need Holy Spirit? Because you got my pastor, my mama, my daddy, my auntie, my bishop, my elder, my prophet, my apostle. That's just dumb man's teachings. And to allow people to make you an idol, I don't really, really went to the right on this one. To allow people to make you an idol is so insulting to the assignment. Think about that. Everybody know my name. You're feeling good. They're talking about you. They're giving you their money. They're trying to make sure you got something to eat. They're doing everything for you. And what are you doing besides talking? Don't let people make you an idol. I don't care who it is, what it is. Don't even let your kids make you an idol. Make them look to the spirit of God before they come to you. Especially, I'm talking about grown kids. I'm not talking about babies because you're their example. And if you teach them at a young age to talk to the Holy Spirit, they will do that for the rest of their existence because their connection will have started early on. And they will recognize that, oh, oh God, I do not see you. I know you are right there. I know that you are there, the shield of righteousness around me, that favor is seeking me out because I am found in your son. They will know that, and they will believe it, and they will remind you. Belongs you in the middle and you're doing stuff. We got to do stuff. Let me go back to doing stuff spiritually and naturally. I got to do stuff. I got to read. I got to go. I feel like I'm missing something because I'm not in church. Oh, my God, I feel like I'm missing something because I didn't read my Bible. So now you're telling God that you got to do something before his will is good enough for you. That's the kind of awareness that you get when you, when you have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Because if I got to do it first, that is not seeking you first. And then if I got to do it at all, that means that Jesus didn't do it. But since he did it and it's finished, this is a beautiful time for us to recognize all of the separation and the division that has come about because everybody want to be a celebrity Christian. And we don't have to be. We just need to be celebrities in our own right. Like you want your heart to be a celebrity. You want your mind definitely to be a celebrity because it keeps everything functioning together. You want your liver and your kidneys and your vessels and your and your hair follicles and your systems. You want all of it to be a celebrity in its own right. And you want them all to get along and work together. And our Father wants us to do the same thing. We want us to master our assignments to work with one another, to see his family grow and prosper, that the world takes notice so that in times of their confusion, they look to us for peace. In times of their lack, they look to us for supplies. But most importantly, in all times of their dysfunction, they look to our family to be theirs. It's not going to happen if we don't wake up. 
We got to wake up just like the world woke up, and we don't need nobody else to die. Because Jesus, although he did not die, he did not die, he did not die, he did not die. It was the body that was prepared for him that was hung on that tree. Jesus the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus who is one with the Father and the Spirit, which means that if he died, the Father died, the Word died. So we know none of them died because death is the enemy of God. I got to go down this path because I know many don't get it. We do all these things, say we love the Lord, but we plan to die. You gave me life, but I'm going to expect death. I know your son is life, but my faith is in the, your enemy, death. That is the reality. And if you don't catch that, you're going to justify it like you're thinking right now. Everybody got to die. Everybody got to die. Okay, well, bye. Bye. Just that simple. We can live by faith or transition by sight. So right now, just like I just said, we can live by faith or transition by sight. We can see people as people or we can see them as a color. Think about it. In the box of crayons, they're all crayons. They're just different colors. People are still people. They're just different colors. COVID is a curse. A curse should never come against the blessed. Like how the curse going to get past the shield of faith unless the shield is down? How the curse going to get past the father? Who is a shield of favor around the righteous, the righteous, unless we're outside of Christ. So it's where you see yourself, knowing that salvation is in the Son. That's why we lead as the Son, and that's why we allow the mind of Christ and the Spirit of God to lead. Just that simple. So what is it that we're supposed to do? Ask yourself, what is it that I'm supposed to do right now? Not that I have to do anything, but what is it? What is my contribution? How can I help mend a broken society? How is that? When I look around and I see everything that's going on, am I supposed to be out there or am I supposed to be at home? Am I supposed to be doing, um, whatever, who knows, who knows the next protest going to be or what it's going to be about? But things come and things go. So what is what is my role to sustain growth? What is my role to help people recognize that people are God's most precious commodity? Regardless of the color of your skin, the length of your hair, the bunny in your bank, the likes on your social media, they're still God's most precious people. And in order for us, to grow, we have to do it unified. Me growing by myself, even in the military, it gets boring after a while, sitting around, going to meetings, all the soldiers out having fun, and you sitting there taking notes. <laughs> the growth is no fun when you're doing it by yourself. I'm pretty sure. Like Jesus came, he was like, look, you know, I'm here, I'm representing the Father, but look, I need 12 of y'all. Come on, hang out with me. Then he went to 12, and then I think it went to... 70, and then it was 120, and then that 12 went to 3 to 1, but it was still someone else. And so we who have the Spirit of God are never at zero. We always have the Spirit of God with us. And so the Spirit of God that's on the inside of us, all the questions I just said, what are we supposed to be doing? What are we supposed to be doing? What am I supposed to be doing? Ask them. And then have the patience to get an answer. Instead of the sight to see what else everybody else is doing, I need to see what everybody else is doing. I need to be there. I need to be participate. And what is that going to do except give you bragging rights about participating? What is the fruit that's going to come from that? Because if you don't get it right, you can't get right from wrong. And so if COVID is a curse and it should not come to the blessed, if the blessed is doing cursed thing, the blessed is going to be cursed. And we don't want that. I don't want that for you. So let the blessed and the righteous be led so that righteous results can manifest the power of God in this earth. And so as the world is taking notice of unconditional love having no conditions, we who are in Christ have to be the foundation so that arrogance of color does not raise its head, so that separation a purpose does not go back to the way it was. We get to be that staple of life amongst so much darkness. That is our assignment. It's not meant to be done alone. It's meant to be a we. 
He has allowed us to be a we. And so we have to see ourselves that. We got to, we have a beautiful time. <laughs> so all the confusion going around and, and all the thoughts of evil that may be taking place, it's such a beautiful assignment to actually be the solution. You are the solution. Think about that. You're the solution. So when people ask you, like, how do you feel, how does, especially those of you, because I'm not going to assume everybody out here is African-American or black, whatever you call yourself. I'm not going to assume that. But for those of you who are, when people come to you and they say, well, how do you feel? Look at them and say, how do you feel? How do you feel? Because for us to continue having a conversation with people like we're aliens because we're a different color, we can help them that they can see a person. Say, how do you, how do you feel? I feel fine. Well, you survive. Why, why should I feel not feel fine? Because you're black. What does my color got to do with how I feel? So th- those are the conversations, if you want to have them, flip it back on people so you help them see you as a person so they don't see you with, because of what you look like. They don't want to be around you because of what you do. Force people to love you because of who you are. That's one of God's most precious commodities. Then you can help them see that's who they are. You're one of God's most precious commodities. I'm not talking to you or friends with you or have relations with you because of the color of your daggone skin. I played basketball for over 30 years. I don't give a darn what you look like. As <laughs> long as you can help with this ball in the, in the basket, long as we together can be a team. I can get a rebound. You can fast break. We play great defense. We run the crap out of people. I don't give a darn what color you are <laughs> because I have purpose. So now we who have purpose have to see people of purpose and stop looking at external things. Remember, we're faith people, faith people, faith people. The external stuff is irrelevant. It's what's on the inside. Remember, God is spirit. Spirit looks at why. Not what, because I read the, my Bible from Genesis to, to Revelation. So what? Why did you do it? Because I did it because um, it's January. And we just finished fasting. What you fasting for? Because I'm fasting to get. Oh, so you fasting to pimp God to do something for you for the rest of this year? Is that what you're doing? Huh? That's what you're doing? I'm reading. It's not what. It's why you do it. So because that why is so alive, I can see stuff like that. Many of you probably never thought about that. you like, it's January, I'm going to fast because we always fast. And I'm going to be like, why? And then unconsciously, you're going to tell me why. <laughs> and that why is going to be because I want something from God. What has he not given you in his son? Please tell me. What has he not given you in his son? Because then you'll look at it a little bit differently. Hey, Christina, thank you so very much. I see that Rochelle is out there, and she's joining us at 7932. Uh, I think that's you. I don't know that. Anyway. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> oh, that's you. Okay. You could have joined me on Zoom yeah. anyway. How are you doing? I'm good. I know it's – I hate that it's 948, so I just I guess I'll make my comments quick. Oh, dang, I didn't even know what time it was. I, I right. know. <laughs> I, yeah. But, you know, I – I really lately, what's really been sticking with me is about the doing part and um, doing versus being, doing, just doing a bunch of things because that's what we feel like we need to do right now, which there is a part of doing, but I think it's really the recognition of just being like as he is leading as Jesus and knowing that we here to do. And you remind me of that a lot, but in terms of really talking to Holy Spirit, like what am I supposed to be doing? Because our, I don't say our natural energy is very limited, but in the sense of if we're just doing all of these things and to, in the expectation that we're going to get some fruit in return spiritual wise, then we're not really, we're not really accomplishing much because our flesh is basically leading because it feels good to do stuff. I'm not going to lie. Like, it feels good to be like, all right, you know, um, sending these emails or um, doing X, Y, Z. But if that's not what I'm supposed to do, then 
it's fruit, it's pointless. And then it goes back to the question, well, how do I know what I'm supposed to do? And the answer to that for me has been like, if it's like really on my mind lately, like if it's just something I just can't shake or, you know, like it comes up in different situations, I don't know if that's right or not, but like that's kind of how I've been discerning, like, all right, Holy Spirit, like, is this something I'm supposed to do, you know, and I know when I know it's not about me, like, when it's not just solely for my own benefit, and I, that's helped, that helps me kind of figure out the action-wise of, like, what I'm supposed to be doing, but I'm bringing this all this up. So is that, is that, I think, is that what you do? What? Is to, to decide whether or not I'm doing is that something? Is that what you do? But you were just saying, is that, I, is that what you do to kind of discern what to do? Sometimes. I talk to, <laughs> obviously, talking to the Holy Spirit is the first step. Obviously, yes. And then I just leave it alone. And okay, so no, 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 let's stop right there. Stop, stop, stop right there. So you said talking to the Holy Spirit is the first step, but what you said was, Holy Spirit, is this what I'm supposed to do? Is that what you said? So if you saying Holy Spirit is this what I'm supposed to do, that means you already got something to do, and then you ask him afterwards. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> it's just a thought, though, so because that that happens a lot. We we already kind of got a commitment to doing stuff because external things really tells us what to do. If you don't pay attention, it will tell you what to do all the time. And then it's like, well, Holy Spirit, am I supposed to do this? Whereas if it's something that the Lord is telling you to do, you'll have an unction to do it even before you see anything. Like it's something I know I'm supposed to do today. You, 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 I don't know, it's just, you, you have an inward witness to know what to do. But that's why it's good to say, Okay, convict the crap out of me if I'm not supposed to be doing this. I'm not supposed to be going somewhere. If I'm saying or something, I'm, I'm not going to say. <laughs> right. Or, to, or what? really, what am I supposed to do? Because I ain't going to lie, sometimes it's frustrating. It's the frustrating part of, like, really not doing anything. And you know this because we talk all the time. But just, you know, you feel like. I, Nobody ever taught uh, you peace. Nobody has ever taught you peace. And no, they and told you I've that never you are important be. if you're doing something. Right. You lazy if you're not doing being, something. <laughs> uh, uh, yes, I'm lazy if I'm not doing something. And just, I mean, like, it has to really be in a position to be like to trust God. You know, I mean, you know my situation, but it's just in general, like, okay, when you have every, when you're doing everything and everything is smooth and, you know, you don't really have a reason to not rely on your self-efforts, that's when it really becomes real. And I mean, that's just kind of how I see it. Like, when you don't have to rely on, I'm doing all this to pay my bills, I'm doing all this to, you know, make, push this policy or whatever the case is, you know, you're relying on your self-efforts. But, like, when you don't have to do that anymore, you feel like, oh, well, then what am I supposed to be doing? I'm not important. I'm not doing my part. I'm not, you know, I just, that's the part where I'm, you know, I'm still learning how to Right, because that's the thread. You're you're saying stuff that you just have to hear. Like you're saying, I'm not doing my part. I'm not doing this. Everything you just said is about you. But but it's, I'm doing my part. part. You gave yourself a part. Did somebody invite you? There's a difference when you're invited than when you give yourself a part. That's why work out your salvation with fear and trembling. That fear is not afraid. It's an honor and respect. It's an awe. So the fact that I have to do, like I'm going to say it again, you have to do Jesus did not do. Yeah. God is not man's cleanup God. He is not the God of your foolishness. So he is not like, oh, my God, look at them. They have messed up again. I need to get my bag and go and save the day. (laughs) That is your flesh that's saying, Oh, my God, 
they have messed up again. I need to do something about it. That's not God. Because if that was, he would have said, do this, do that, so you don't have a bad problem. What kind of father do we think we have that he's going to allow us to mess up so that he can look good cleaning up? That's the flesh spirit. Remember what I've been saying all night? This is spirit. This is, this is natural. This spirit is natural. Naturally, yeah. you want to do something because you just want to be a part of a solution. Spiritually, you are the solution. You ain't got to prove that to nobody. Right. And I, I guess, I like, I get it. I definitely do. It's just I'm trying to, I, right, I'm trying to reason it. You know, I just feel like, okay, you just sit down and just wait. Say that again. What you just say? What you just say? What I said trying, trying to reason it. What you say before that? I get it. I get it. No, no, you didn't. You said it feels like. <laughs> it feels like. It feels like. It feels. It feels. Your soul is the, our soul, not yours. Our soul is the biggest hindrance to our own, our to soul our obedience. Is connected. To our obedience. I don't got a soul. I That's another conversation. Your soul is a hindrance I, to your obedience, disobedience. Your spirit is supposed to leave, but your soul keeps telling you what to do because you feel like. Instead of hearing and doing, you wait till you feel like. That's the soul. The spirit hears from the Father because it's one with the Son, and it's supposed to have communion with with the Spirit of God. Your soul is supposed to obey the instructions from the Spirit. But instead, the flesh, which is looking externally, is telling your soul what to do. And then God shows up when you think about him. Come on, you only got a few more minutes. You got like two minutes. I, 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 I get it. I know you do. So my question, yeah, so my question, my question, it's a rhetorical question. You know, just sitting around and waiting. Like, okay, like you just – <laughs> Like you know, just wait, just wait for invitations. Wait for Absolutely. somebody to like text you or send you a message. Like I'm really, like, really practical because anybody listening, like <laughs> this is real. Like I, I don't want to be about talk. Yeah. Be still. Uh huh. Going through. It's real to sit there. It is, and be okay with it. The only reason you are not okay, or not, I keep saying you, not you, the only reason people are not okay with sitting still because they're worried about what somebody else going to have to say. <laughs> you don't have a problem sitting still. You have a problem worrying about what somebody else going to say about you sitting still. Yes, but it's also, again, it goes back to not letting, not feeling like I have to do something or we have to do something or whoever has to do something. <laughs> in order to still make something happen, you know, because that's what the world says. You know, you got to do this to make it happen. You got to do this to make it happen. But spiritually, Mm -hmm. it doesn't work like that. So I think that's the part just to know that if that's how it works for the world, then it's not supposed to work like that for us. Yep. Yep, absolutely. Because if you got to make it happen, you you don't have it. Like it. I have to be a vegan and I have to eat right in order to be healthy. That means that I'm not healthy. I'm not healed. If I have to go and do research and stuff to learn of God, like I always say, how arrogant do we think we are? We can go to school and learn about God. (laughs) Like how pathetic do we think God is that our natural mind can sit there, read a book, and be like, oh, my gosh, I got an A in Jesus today. (laughs) (laughs) And the more I think about it, it's just such a foolish thought. But we think that. We think well, I'm going to go sit there and I'm going to learn of God. I'm going to give me a Ph.D. Yes, Lord, I am God certified. But you don't even talk to him. He's on the inside of you. You don't even talk to him. And you don't even have no awareness that you are literally in his body as he is. Just things that we have been taught. So those, those are natural flesh. You know, the, the flesh wars against the spirit. But you you understand, I know you do. It wars against the spirit. The flesh wants to be in, out front. The flesh wants to be seen. The flesh wants to take credit, which is why he gave his son and allowed us 
Allow us to be unified on one accord. Allow us to be the light that the world needs right now. Allow us to see transparent people so that when everybody around you is talking black and white, you can correct them and like, no, they're people. Yeah. They're yeah. people. The color of their skin does not make them who they are. Not at all. So we all have to get there. But I see that we ran out of time. I appreciate you, young lady, for opening up and talking, and I pray that more of us would do that. We have to work through it because right, wrong, or indifference, it's not me. It's what is in obedience with the Spirit of God. And since Jesus doesn't change, it's real easy to figure out who's right and who's wrong because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so our Father is the same, makes love unconditional, has no conditions, makes our relationships bigger and better and brighter when we put it together and be led by the Spirit. So thank you, Rochelle. Yes. Thank you, Christina. Thank you all for joining us tonight. And next week, um, please come back. Give me some topics. This is like the last month that I'm going to be doing the Rose Sharon Show on this platform. But I really would, you know, we have to communicate. I know you've been turned trained and don't say nothing. You can say everything you want to say. <laughs> you have permission. I appreciate you. Have a wonderful, prosperous week and do what you're supposed to do because you do it well already. It's just that first step to get started. All right. Have a blessed evening. Tune in next Sunday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time for more of the Rose of Sharon Show with our host, Sharon Green, on the Survival Radio Christian Network.